0: Blog Talk Radio. Wake up, wake up, wake up, everybody. It's time for news headlines for news junkies. And this is Marcianne, and the headline I heard today on the radio was um, there was a grisly murder, and I didn't catch where it was. It could have been here in California. The guy killed four people in a gruesome and grisly, depraved way, and he was given his uh, sentence today. Of uh, life imprisonment, and um, he told the judge, he said, "Well, I don't think I should have to do it because I was high on meth when I killed those people, and I had to take that meth to, because I because of my bad childhood." Well, today I'm gonna tonight I'm gonna talk about an idea. And the question I'm going to ask is, why did you choose to be you? And if this man did have a terrible childhood, did he choose that for himself? Okay, so let's look at this idea. This idea is that perhaps you actually did choose to be you. (laughs) And we're going to ask the question, the question I've asked my whole life about everything, why? I mean, if I chose to be me, why did I choose to be me? And before we try to answer the why, let's look at the what. What about this idea? Now here's the thesis of the idea, that before you came here, actually before your mother even met your father, Actually, before there was the United States of America, actually, before there was even planet Earth, you existed. You existed within the mind of the creators who set into motion the vast energy systems of creation. Well, I would ask so do you mean me, me personally? You mean me, Marcy Ann, five foot ten inches tall, 165 pounds, born May ninth, 1934, to J. Donald Carter and Mary Mormon, in Indianapolis, Indiana. Existed in the mind of the Creator before the beginning, and the principles of this thesis would say yes, and then the thesis would be able to tra- trace the thread of my current existence all the way back to its beginning within the beginning. Back through my mother, my father, my grandparents, their parents, back through it all. Well, now, let's just take a minute here and, and and think about this, you who are listening. I mean, how does this make you feel to think in terms of being within the heart of the Creator before there there was anything or anybody And this lifetime and every lifetime you have ever had has perhaps actually been pre planned by you and God. How does this make you feel? Does it make you feel mad? Does it make you feel embarrassed? Does it make you feel stupid? Does this knock the wind out of your sails? Or does this make you feel important? Or does it make you feel like maybe you've missed out on a lot of stuff? Or does this make you feel like you should be rich? (laughs) Does this make you feel like you could run for president? Well, I have a room I rent in my home on Airbnb, that international hosting site on the Internet. And I currently have a 60-day guest who is making her transition here from New York. She's already bought a place here in the retirement community where I live, and she is now waiting for her stuff to be delivered from New York. So I asked her my theoretical question. What if it was true that you chose the mother and the father that you had for this lifetime? How would you answer the question of why did you choose them? And she looked at me in utter contempt and disbelief. you got to be kidding me, she blasted in her Brooklyn accent. I chose that bastard of a drunken father who screwed me from the time I was 11 years old until I was finally able to get out of that horror house when I was 18. My mother always knew he was screwing me, and she did nothing, nothing, I tell you, I would choose a mother like that? She was no mother to me. She told me I was no good from the day I drew my first breath. She was glad my father was screwing me. She also let him kick me with with his steel-toed shoes. One time, injuring my liver so bad I had to be in the hospital for a week... And then the only person I ever felt any love from in my whole childhood was my grandfather, my father's father, and then he went and ruined it all by raping me when I was 14 years old, like father, like son. So you can just take your theory and go fuck yourself. And she turned her back to me. Well, carefully I posed another thought. But if you looked at you as a creation purely genetically, what could you consider as reasons you would want the lineage of your mother or your father? And sometimes to get the lineage of one parent, you take the lineage of the one they choose to mate with. And she turned back towards me, and with steel blue focused eyes staring Straight into mine, and we were practically nose to nose. She said, You know what, lady? The buck stops here. I didn't have any children. I purposed to not have any children. I wouldn't put any child through what I went through. I stopped it. And all of a sudden, right there in the middle of the room, where the two of us stood nose-to-nose, we both experienced that ray of truth. The buck stops here. She volunteered to come into these two lineages of depraved and disgusting representatives of the Adamic race and declare a ceasefire, this is the end of it forever, the Buck stops here, Amen, and so be it And you know what she's now being royally rewarded for her services to the Earth. She had a Brownstone in Brooklyn that she bought some time ago for thirty five thousand dollars that she sold for a million two hundred seventy five thousand Dollar to a Chinaman who paid her in cash. And she has purchased a gorgeous mansion-style home here that has every single thing that she has ever wanted, and she's now fixed for the rest of her life to do whatever she wants to do whenever she wants to do it. A kind of nice reward for a job well done. Well, I told my daughter her story because my stepfather molested her when she was seven years old, and he was her grandfather, of course. So my daughter said, in the most sarcastic tone of voice she could muster, well, fancy that, and now she's a millionaire. Bully for her. And I could hear her thinking, when do I get my reward? And then we got the news that her son has been accepted for a master degree program with a teaching fellowship at princeton university well what could a mother's heart want more than that now if we were in the mind of god before anything started do you wonder what in the world god was thinking well since i was there too just let me tell you what i heard God was sitting with the deep, and he said, Honey, here we are. We we have all this power. We have all this abundance. Let us take our power and reproduce ourselves. And she said, Okay. And God entered the deep and said, Let there be light. And light beams streamed forth from the deep, and love objects began to appear. And these love objects took form as they were, were filled to the brim with the love of the Divine Masculine and the Divine Feminine Mother God and Father God. And universes of life forms began to appear. Galaxies, solar systems and earths, waters, mountains, trees, flowers, animals, insects, birds, fish, and then eventually a form that pleased the heart of the Mother Father God the most. Man, male and female, created they them. Now within each form that was created was the power to recreate themselves. And gold begets gold, and rocks beget rocks, and dogs beget dogs, and bees beget bees, and birds beget birds, and trees beget trees. And within the different kingdoms of the creation, reproduction is achieved through all kinds of ways. Some use the elements, air, water, earth. Some use the elementals, the gnomes, the elves, and the fairies. And in the kingdom of the human being, since they are, we are created in the image of the mother and father God, a man and a woman mate, and the sperm enters the woman and makes another human being. And that's what God was thinking when he entered the deep and said, let there be light. Now everything comes out of the light. And it has been theorized that a single ray of light comes forth to make a human and it splits into two rays or twin flames, the masculine and the feminine. And then when these two rays find each other and make a baby, It is within the original blueprint for the human race's highest and best good. Now, we as humans haven't yet evolved as much as the animals as far as being responsible for the evolution of our species, because in the animal kingdom, not in all cases, but in lots of cases, the male must usually fight for the right to be the progenitor of the seed of that particular species. Many of the females in the animal kingdom are very particular who they're going to make a baby with. They want only the strongest and the best representative of the males to be the one who makes her baby. The females take their part in the reproduction of their species very seriously and they fend off the inferior males that try to have sex with them. And this isn't because in the animal kingdom sex isn't pleasurable and is only a biological means of continuing the species because many species of animals are monogamous and mate for life and enjoy sex for pleasure. And lions and swans and penguins are just a few examples of this. Or in another extreme, there is a species of monkeys where the females are the boss and they rule by giving or withholding sex. And everybody has sex with everybody, male with male, male with female, female with female, female with male. There's no pairing, and all of the females are the mothers to all of the babies. Now, that's the solution that that particular breed of monkey worked out just within their own group. But you know what? It's kind of like what we have going on here in the U.S. right now, except that the government and the daycare centers take care of the babies, But my point here is that the female in the animal kingdom is very conscious that if she has sex, she can make a baby. But if you study the statistics of births in this country right now, the females in the U.S. aren't considering that if they have sex, they can make a baby. And the federal government offers the following numbers. 72% of black babies are born to a woman who isn't married. 66% 66% of the American Indian have their babies out of wedlock. 53% of the Hispanics now are uh, the Hispanic woman is not married, Hispanic, Mexican. And 29% white and 17% of the Asians have illegitimate births. So overall, the total percentage of all births in the United States now to women who aren't married is forty. And these children are taken care of by a humongous welfare system that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. 38% of our national budget now goes for food and housing for these bastard children that nobody wanted in the first place. And I think we would all have to agree that these women were not thinking of what is the highest and best good for their child when they had the sex that produced the child. And let me tell you this, the forms of these children are energized by wanton souls who just hang out in the shadows, just waiting for an opportunity to get back into a body so that they can continue their depraved and disgusting lives like the mother and the father of my Airbnb guest. Well, thank the Lord there are brave souls who will volunteer to come and say, that's enough You are done. You are finished. You will never do your disgusting and depraved acts of abuse to anyone ever again. Your lineage is finished. Okay, so did we choose our mother and our father? And if we did, why did we choose them? Now, I've thought a lot about this because I was the result of a hot, steamy night of unbridled lust. <laughs> and then when my mother and father found out that I was on the way, they did try to live together. But early on, it was very apparent it was not going to work at all. And my pregnant mother moved back home and lived with her dad and his mother. Her mother had died in childhood and childbirth, and she and her older sister were raised by uh, their father's mother. It was a great big house, and everybody sort of had their own space. And even though it was during the Great Depression, my mother's father was a policeman, so they had steady regular income and lots of sources of contraband available as well. (laughs) So they nor I didn't lack for a thing in the beginning. Now, my father also moved back home, and I can remember going to my grandmother and grandfather's home to see them and him, not very often, but... Once in a while. But after my grandparents died, this stopped. And my father had married again and had another child. And there wasn't any desire on his or my mother's part to allow me to have any relationship with him or them. And I never met my other half-sister until she was 38 years old. And I wondered about this, all of this, for a long time. You know, like, what's it all about, Alfie? You know, am I a mistake? If you would have told me back then that I had set this all up and I chose my mother and my father, and that is what it's all about, I would have given you the same answer as my Airbnb guest. you got to be kidding me, lady. What a ridiculous idea. However, now I've lived a long life, and I now have the pleasure of looking back. And now I can see just how the mother and the father that I had chosen were perfect. Because I have been strengthened over and over again and been able to stand and go on because of a strong spiritual heritage that was passed down to me through my mother and her grandmother. My great-grandmother actually was the forerunner of the Salvation Army. She would go out on the corner and preach the gospel to the passerbys, and then she would take them all inside and feed them at her bountiful table with food that she had already prepared in advance. And while they ate, she would play the piano and sing. (laughs) And I got my intelligence and my looks from my father. As my mother would say, he was a handsome devil, beautiful Elizabeth Taylor violet eyes, which I got, and he graduated summa cum laude from Indiana University, and that brilliance that he didn't have much success translating into something useful in his life has now been passed down to my grandson through me, and now he is graduating magna cum laude from Occidental College and going to Princeton for a master's degree program with a Teaching Fellowship in Sociology. And my grandson has fascinating ideas for ways to make our global society very pleasant and harmonious, whatever your ethnicity, your economic status, your educational level, or your genetics. He definitely chose his mother so he could get that cosmic intelligence that we need right now to solve all the problems in the world today, which is available through me. And he chose his father as his best earth friend. Well, my purpose for doing this show today is just to pose the question. In looking at your situation, whatever it is, were you born in the splendor and abundance, rich and beautiful with every advantage like Paris Hilton, or fifth in line for the throne of England, like His Royal Highness Prince Henry of Wales. If we do get to choose our mother and our father, let's shoot for one of these next time. (laughs) Or perhaps you're one of those bastard babies born in the ghetto, a wandering soul looking for a place to find peace and rest, and now, oh no, I'm right back here where I was before. So perhaps she would want to decide in this life to make some changes and make sure you're not going to continue to be born a bastard baby in a ghetto. I mean, I watched Judge Judy, and she had two sisters on recently. The big, fat, ugly sister was suing the pretty sister for some pitiful amount of money from their mother's estate that she said the pretty sister didn't need. Well, as they each told their stories, I heard another story. I heard a story of jealousy and envy, a story of generational poverty that actually the pretty sister had overcome with grit and determination, and the big fat ugly sister now wanted some of her success without doing what she did to get it. And I saw her this the pretty sister, that brave soul who had volunteered to come into this family of generations and generations of no continuing education. Everybody living on welfare, seven children in the current generation, each with a different absent father, and this one child who volunteered to come and set the example and show all of them a better way. When a soul volunteers to come to be a savior here on earth, they agree to take whatever comes with the assignment. If the grandfather rapes them, they deal with it. And let me say, whatever your situation is, if you will look more closely, you will find that there is a soul who has volunteered to be in your family, who is a way-shower and a pioneer, and is pointing out the path to all of you that is available to all of you. And perhaps you are one of these way-shoulders, and I applaud you, and I defend you, and I love you, and I say to you, carry on, brave one, Your mission is critical to the advancement of Earth at this time. My son volunteered to come to our family. He's a starseed from Andromeda, and he had been wanting to experience the free will for a long time and had put in his request to be able to come to Earth at some time a long time ago. And finally, this assignment to be my oldest daughter's brother came up, and he took it. He also knew he would also have another little sister later on, but he came mainly for my oldest daughter. And he has been an absolute blessing to our family, to the company that he works for, although he says that corporate America is a joke. (laughs) And he's enjoyed exercising his free will here. Andromeda is an architectural type of system where most things are already all worked out, and you live within the matrix, which works perfectly. But actually, dark forces observed how this system worked on Andromeda and came here to set up a similar matrix, but their intent was for their own personal aggrandizement and not for the highest and best good of all concerned. So our system needs to be completely broken down and recreated, which is why people like my grandson are here now to help us make these changes. And perhaps you're one of these people who are here now to help us go through the change. So here's some homework for you. I mean, this is just for fun now. Just consider for a moment that you did choose your mother and your father. Just consider that before you came here to Earth, you went before the Council of Love, and it was discussed what you were coming to Earth to do, what you wanted to learn, what you wanted to experience. And you were given several choices, and you chose from the lists that were available to you. And then in the position of the observer, who is the voice of your soul who lives in your heart, now begin to start to make a list of what you got from having this particular mother and this particular father. And then consider what you are doing with your life and see how what you got from this mother and this father has made it either possible or perhaps impossible for you to do what you either are doing or what you would like to do in your life. Now make this a fun project, but as you do this, write down everything that you see, everything that you feel, everything that you think about it. And as you do this, I believe you will have some brilliant burst of light that will show you something that you did not know before. And I'm going to close my show tonight with um, those wonderful bells from the mission of San Juan Capistrano. They ring out on all the celebrations, (laughs) and I'll talk to you next time.